Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Oh, here we are. I have a very special guest with me today oh that's annoying let me turn that down um a very special guest with me today uh it's it's a human being with a with a penis i do have one of those <laughs> it's my friend jc babes jason jason prentice it's so good to be here mr steph mm. i swapped out um hannah for jace um I, I i've been planning to do this for a while now planning to have a a guest on you're our first ever guest um and it came at the perfect time because hannah at the moment is um oh how do i put this swanning around with the kids somewhere lovely she is but but the but she's also um going through a tricky time in her month a month okay <laughs> and i have to fly very low under the radar right now like i am i am so low i feel like a stealth bomber i'm so low I, i'm dressing in beige so i'm not even nothing's so popping no, out no, standing out stands out There's no, i've got no red on me i've got nothing that could in any you way just, trigger her. i am so low and just so yeah i am flying low blending into the background uh, as much you're as, not even here no literally it's terrifying hannah um i love her to pieces but she is a fiery little thing man she's like her sister calls her a jack russell and i know i can see why she she can be quite uh yeah she, Ch- she chomping at your heels yeah so um hannah so I-, I love you you're lovely <laughs> uh everything this man says is a lie you're wonderful <laughs> so um i hate this question because whenever I, whenever people say to me like, "Oh, tell me about yourself," it's it's like it's the, well, it's the reason I came off Clubhouse because I was on that Clubhouse for a while. You were, you came on it, didn't you? I did. I, yeah. I I got as far as logging in. Yeah. Well, let me explain why it's so awful. It's because basically you have these people who like to sell what well, they, they're very like self-promotional they like to mm-hmm. sell themselves quite a lot so they'll tell you all about like everything from their fifty meter bloody swimming badge going up. You know, mm-hmm. they're so. Un, um, I don't know what it is. They, 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 they don't have any of that kind of self-loathing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that I think is so mm-hmm. important to have. Yeah, where, it, where... Sh- it should be terrible to promote yourself. It should. I'd, yeah. I... Yeah. So when you say to somebody like, oh, uh, introduce yourself, it's like, well, who is that self? Who is that person? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What are you trying to say? Mm-hmm. What, what, you, what you're kind of saying there is like, put yourself in a box with people so they can understand. What it's that it's an interesting question is. because the, it's like, which self? You know, I, mm. you, you're you you you're a different self to different people to some extent. Yeah. Um, there's me, the super pirate self. There you go. There's some promotion <laughs> by now. Um, there's me, the jujitsu self. There's me, the uh, what other selves have I got? Those are the two biggest selves. The lover, the lover, the friend, <laughs> um, the brother, the brother. Yeah, yeah, you're right. There's so, there's all these different selves, and and I watched that thing. I think have you seen it? The uh, 
Chasing the Now, is it called? Or Chasing the Present? I, I haven't seen... Uh, I think you told me about it. It's very good. It's, it's, it's on the list. On the list. Yeah, get it up there on the list, mate, because it's really good. But there was a question that one of the guys on it that was featured on it asked somebody, said, who are you? And the person mm. was like, well, you know, I'm so-and-so. My name's John. No, no, not John. Who are you? He's like, well, I'm an accountant. No, no, not, mm. I don't want to know that. And he basically mm. kept drilling down to who are you? Who are mm -hmm. you? Who are you? Until you get down to that raw version of who you are. And then mm. it's quite a confusing place to be. Mm. Maybe just, you don't Maybe you don't even know. You're basically, I'm is. a bunch of trembling atoms. Mm. Well, are you really that? <laughs> God, how far can you go yeah, with this? Yeah, yeah. So it's very, yeah, it's very difficult. I find that really hard when you're writing bios and stuff like that on things. Mm -hmm. I find it, I find anything where you're kind of bigging yourself up excruciating. Yeah. yeah. Not only to listen to, but especially with myself saying anything, you yeah. know, I just, I feel like, I think it's, I don't know. I think it's, maybe it's an Irish thing that you're not supposed to yourself up yeah i mean it's it's that that fear of of being e egotistical um mm. and being disingenuous you know it's it, it is difficult to self-promote i think i've gotten better at it from a business point of view over the years i i i, I do feel that that i can tell you know there's that you can it's okay to be proud i think I, i've gotten better at that without without feeling oh no i'm being arrogant by telling people that i'm good at what I do. Mm, mm. You are very good at what you do. You run a, a, a successful uh, uh, um, a kids club, Super Pirates, and the kids love it. They absolutely love it. And I love it because it's kind of a bit like, they love it because it's kind of, well, you don't, there's not a strict environment of, of mm. what they should be doing. It's like, go there, have fun, be awesome. Just, mm. just go crazy, like have water mm. fights, do whatever you want to do. They come back, they're, they're like covered in paint, like paint and, and mud and just how you want your kid to turn up. Like they just had the best day ever and they're mm. just exhausted. And it's, 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 yeah, it's a great. It's play. It's, yeah, let, it's, play. It's, it's letting kids be kids at their own speed and in their own way. Mm. Um, and we're just there to, to facilitate that and to, to help them be, the most awesome versions of themselves. That's, that's our, that's our, that's our mission is to, is how can we inspire those little people uh, to be their best? Now, what amazed me about you is that you actually, uh, initially were always planning to go and, and, and join the Marines. To be a killer. To be a, a killer. A stone cold killer. It was a Marine you wanted to be, wasn't yeah, it? That's yeah, that's right. So actually all, all through my childhood um, and my teens and any, any of those, um, uh, careers fair days, there was no question that, 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 you know, you'd fill in the form and they'd ask you to tell your interests and what you like and what you don't like. And, oh, maybe you can be a X, Y, or Z. I already knew it was, it was to, to be in the Marines. There was, there was a time when I wanted to be a fighter pilot. Um, but I think I knew that I didn't have the academic credentials to get there. And to, to join the Marines, to me, growing up was, was uh, it was this idea of purpose, this idea of, of adventure, this idea of putting yourself to the test, um, mm. fulfillment, or it, it just, it, it seemed like such a, a rich and, and, and good life to lead. Mm. My, my stepdad was in the Marines, um, grew up playing Red Alert and believing that we were the good guys, um, and then, and they just felt that 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 was that would be a, a really noble, amazing life to live. That you know, as a kid, you don't consider the getting blown up, losing mm. friends, having your eyes blown out. You know, all these yeah, yeah, losing yeah. a leg, all these 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 awful things. Yeah. Um, yeah. So for the longest time, that that was the plan until I broke my leg um, when I was about I was eighteen in Thailand on a gap year. I thought I'd take a year out before I joined the Marines. 
Such and, a millennial. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I broke my leg. And by the time I'd recovered from from my broken leg, that's when, um, well, Afghanistan and Iraq was was you know really coming into full flow. And I remember thinking, suddenly I had this for the first time. I had I had a dilemma, and I, because I couldn't I couldn't quite. I couldn't easily justify in my mind what we were doing in mm. these places. And, and, and I thought, well, if, if I can't, if I don't know, um, you know, whether giving my leg or my life or my friends for this cause is, is, is the right thing to do. If I don't know, then the answer has to be no. Yeah. You can't, you can't go into that kind of thing. 50, 50. Um, but so don't, but became, don't they strip that out of you? All of that, all of that questioning of if it's the right thing or the wrong thing morally to do, isn't that in the whole training and the onboarding? I, isn't that aren't you just stripped of all of that? Yeah, I think I think when you're in that that that's the case. And yeah. you know, speaking, to my brother, my older brother is in the Marines, and he did he served a few times in Afghanistan. And you know, you you, you I speak to him, and you know, they're they're just fighting for each each other. Mm. You know they're fighting for the they're fighting for the it's, it's camaraderie that keeps that keeps them fighting, but obviously yeah. you get to that point once once you're in. I never joined, so, so you had the choice before you had were stripped of the ability to uh, make that conscious decision. Uh, yeah, you had the choice to uh, be like, no, I'm not exactly. Doing this. I said, I know what I'll do. I'll become a clown and run around <laughs> and, and entertain little children at their birthday parties. <laughs> but I like how you offset that with. Being a, a bit of an injury, uh, you got your purple belt now, aren't you? At yeah. When do you when do you think you're going to get your brown? Oh, I think that with with um, consistent work, mm, let's let's see let's see what the coach says. But I think maybe a it could be a year, eighteen months, something like that. Yeah. I mean, no, I mean, no rush. Um, you know, the idea of having a, a black belt wrapped around my waist one day is is it would feel it, good, wouldn't it? It's an incredible thought, you know. Yeah. Um, to to have what there's nothing there are few things that jujitsu that give me more joy than watching than watching um someone receive their black belt you know how that, many i mean that's 10 years over that's, probably that's, like 10 years of training ten, that's 10 years of of dedication mm. to to a uh, to 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 something mm. to anything that mm. that is it's just amazing to see that the 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 result of all of that hard work and and accumulated knowledge gets wrapped around someone's belt in, yeah. the, in that symbol yeah yeah, it's uh, it seems so far away. I'd had a promise. I promised myself um, in, when I was about 38, when I first started doing jujitsu, 38, 39, I was like, if I don't have a blue belt by 40, I'm quitting because I don't want to be a white belt 40 mm -hmm. year old. It's depressing. But then I, 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 I hit 40 after lockdown. I was like, I want to get back to it. I had the craving to get back to it. I just just felt like I was it was missing from my life. So I got back into it. Um, and I, I, I feel like the black is so far away but then I, I went in the other day and I said to the professor, I said, look, is it, does anyone ever get a black belt when they start in their 40s? And mm -hmm. he said, yeah, he just named a few people that have, mm -hmm. that go to that. that and look that how bit. ninja they are by 50. Exactly. Yeah. So I do think that it's it's not impossible. And if God, if I could do it one day, if I could wrap mm. that black belt around my waist, mm. I'd feel so... I mean, the, the, the pride that oh, you must have for geez. that. But then there's another belt after the black, isn't there? There's a red belt. Oh, they're, 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 then you're into the, um, you know, that the, the red belt is something that you could safely assume you won't get you know mm. i think that that's mm. like a light like a literal lifetime yeah. of 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 jujitsu well it's a possibility for grayson and rufus considering they've started grayson started at four rufus started at three yeah so uh, if i can keep i mean those guys you, you they get if, if they keep at jujitsu i mean you wait until they're 15 you wait and 
Do you know what motivates me is not just the feeling that I'm, I when they leave the house and they're a little bit older that they have that skill mm. of defence because mm-hmm. I just think it's. I mean, it's not maybe a, I, I don't know. It, I, we, they're going to go to an all boys school around the mm-hmm. corner from us because we literally live next door to it. So they're going to go to that all boys school. So we want. We I know what kids are like. They're dicks. They're all a little. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of kids out there who are pricks. Yes, they're pricks for a reason. Obviously, they probably have you know pricks for parents, but mm-hmm. whatever. Regardless of that, they are pricks, and they there are bullies out there, and there are people that will try and you know pick on them. Mm-hmm. So I, I want them to. I want to know that if something if that, if that does happen. That they have that skill. I did a yeah. little bit, a tiny bit of judo when I was a kid, and that go, being the only English boy in an Irish school helped me a lot because mm-hmm. I would get picked on a lot. So every now and again, when it would come to a scuffle, I kind of knew a few moves that I could get. You know, I could do well in a res- wrestling, mm-hmm. um, and just to know that when, that when they go out there, even when they're older, eighteen, nineteen, when they start, you know, dating girls and there's all sorts of, if there's ever a scuffle, just to know that they've got that skill mm. and they're going to be safe yeah yeah, yeah it's, it's 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 incredible i think any parent should be considering put you know um mm. educating their children with martial arts it's it's massive and 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 it's not about being really good at beating someone up i mean it it, it is that but for my personal experience of jujitsu is that there's nothing in my life has been more empowering yet mm. also so humbling at the same time. It gives me the confidence. I can walk into the gym and there'll be a, 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 a brand new guy that's looking so rough and ready. You know, he's, he's the kind of guy that you'd see out on a Friday night and you think, Oh, he looks a little bit, he's a little bit scary. Mm. But, but when you, when you grapple with them, you tie them you tie a bow around them. You tie them in knots. It's like, it's too easy. Mm. So, so you, you have this. And then obviously you, you, you now know that, hold on, this guy that looks scary, he's not scary because mm. he doesn't, he doesn't know how to handle his body yet. At the same time, you, there are guys there at jujitsu that, that, that are so unassuming little geeky looking mm. dudes that will tie me in knots. Yeah. So that gives me the confidence to go out and feel like I can look after myself, but not the arrogance to feel like I can go and start something. Yeah. Because you, you look around and you just don't, you don't, you have no idea what's in someone's arsenal. So, so, so why, you know, why, why, why start something? The, the interest, the, the fascinating thing that I find about jujitsu is the correlation between uh, how the physical form can transcend over to um, the verbal form. So, so for instance, Joe Rogan, biggest podcaster in the world, um, extremely successful. Mm-hmm. Um, and I listen to him and I wonder why. I'm like, what makes this guy mm-hmm. so successful? Um, and I've listened to countless hours worth of his stuff. Um, and I, I can, after doing jujitsu for a while, I could see a correlation between how he converses and how you roll mm-hmm. because when you're rolling you're looking for openings you're looking for places to mm-hmm. move into you're looking for areas to exploit you're looking for um opportunities basically always looking for um ways to maneuver yourself into an opportunity and he does that verbally when he's talking to people mm-hmm. and he's communicating with people so his communication is kind of tied into this jujitsu which i can't kind of now consider like an art form mm-hmm. more than i just see as a martial art because it's just so 
it's like a dance it's like mm. an intricate dance with someone and, mm. and and the fascinating thing about it is that the the, the better the person is uh, the the less energy it takes and the more fluid it is and the more mm. enjoyable it is. But, mm. you know, the people who are just new to it, they just think it's, oh, it's all about, mm. it's A, it's about winning. It's about, mm. you know, just submitting somebody. Um, it's, uh, I, I, that part of it exists for new people. But once their ego's in check, once they've realized what it's about and it's about this intricate interplay and dance and maneuvering and um, finding opportunities and creating spaces and creating a space to move into, then mm. it just takes on a whole new meaning and you just understand it from it, such a deeper level. Yeah, it's it's interesting, a few things there. What It's interesting what you say about it being, a, um, it having reflections in, in conversations and actually our, our professor, Professor uh, Salvo, Gracie Bahabath, little plug there for Salvo, um, has, he he's described it to me, well, this, this is um, throughout the ages, people have said that jujitsu is basically a case of you do this, I do that. Mm. You do this, I do that, until basically someone runs out of options. So there is that, there is that, uh, conver that you know, that does mirror, um, mm. uh, there, there are mirrors in, in conversations. It's interesting though, there's there's not that many women that do it, is there? I mean, it's mm. probably about 90% men, mm -hmm. I'd say. Um, you do get the occasional women in there, but mm. yeah, I would like, I would like it. I would like to see more of that, yeah. which yeah. would be good. It would but, be, it would, it would be really good. Yeah. Again, again, you know, for for any parents that are you know who are listening to this, if you have young young girls, send them to jujitsu. Yeah. It's a fantastic, you know, that 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 confidence that you'll have that they can look after themselves and that they'll have in themselves is 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 amazing. Um, yeah, and 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 it works. It really works. Mm. You know, you can be a, 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 a smaller person. You can be a woman, and to tie a bigger man up in knots break their ankles break and, their arms and the interesting thing you're never gonna find you're never gonna get a bully who is a, like a, a good at jujitsu because no. they've been so humbled and they understand uh physical conflict and they understand the respect that goes into mm -hmm. that and how it should never be well it's all a defensive mechanism mm -hmm. it's all about defense mm -hmm. so i think it would just you know you're not gonna you'd never really get bullies that, that do martial arts well well like one of the the, the things about bullying um you know, often bullies are the people that have the lower self-esteem. Mm. They have something to prove. Mm. Now, if you if you know how to handle yourself, then you have nothing to prove. Mm. So you can confidently go about your day, knowing that you 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 don't have to push someone around to to feel to feel good about yourself. Yeah, yeah. I remember one time in 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 my school in Ireland, some bloke put a screwdriver to my throat. Wow. Um, yeah, it threw me against the wall. And I remember just being, it's only kind of recently I reminded myself of that. I was like, God, I actually wasn't as affected as that as I probably should have been. No. Maybe I've <laughs> maybe got a good excuse to blame a few things on, on, yeah. that, on that weird altercation. But, uh, but it was, um, yeah, it does, it does open your eyes a lot when you, when you are like the outsider in, in an environment like that, you know, when you, when you rock up to uh, a place, you know, cause you never know what happens. Like suddenly we're in Ireland and I'm like, oh shit. Now I need to know how to defend myself because I'm the one, I'm the kid that stands out, the really yeah. handsome looking English kid. You're though. gorgeous. Yeah, Absolutely Irish beautiful. Fancy. Yeah. What is Hannah's problem? <laughs> Weirdly though, I'll be honest in Ireland, I, when I lived over, I lived there maybe about seven years, maybe I was so like, I never had a girlfriend or like got, I just wasn't very good with mm. girls out there. I don't, I don't know what, I don't know why that was. Cause I've got moved out to England and it was fine, but out there I just really struggled 
with the ladies. Mm. And I think maybe maybe it was the accent. I don't know. Maybe it was just like the dads would have hated the fact if they were dating an English guy. Yeah, it was, it yeah. was taboo. It was too taboo. Yeah. I was terrified of girls until I was about 12. I couldn't. I remember I was in year, I think I was in year six. And a girl that I fancied, a word got around that, that, that she, no one knew that I liked her because mm. I was terrified. Yeah. But word got around that she liked me. And I was just horrible to her. I couldn't handle the idea of having some kind of, it just, it just, I just, I was so embarrassed. Yeah. So embarrassed. Um, I remember falling in love with my, with a girl uh, at school. And every time I'd look around, she'd be looking at me and we'd always be looking at each other. And I'd be hmm. like, there's definitely something going on here. Like mm -hmm. she, she was like, uh, her name was Rachel Hill. And she was, yeah, she was, uh, I, I, at the time, I thought she was the prettiest girl I've ever seen in my life. She was so beautiful. And we kept looking at each other. So I was like, well, obviously she wants to, you know, go out with me, whatever that is. So I just rocked up to her one day. I said, do you want to go out with me? And she was like, no. <laughs> it broke my fucking heart. I was like, what do you mean? No. What do you mean? And no? then you realized like, it was at a, each other all the time. And then you realized the grimace that she had on but her I face. Think maybe every... she was looking at me because I was just turning around looking at her. She was yeah, like, why is this yeah, fucking yeah. kid turning yeah. around looking at me the whole time? Yeah, there is that. But I, I was convinced that she, that was it. That yeah, God, I remember the amount of times that you get broken hearted as a kid with girls, man. It was a, mm. it was a bloody nightmare. Yeah, I never understood them for a, such a long period of time, and I should have because I, you know I grew up mostly with my mum and my sister, so I always had an intricate understanding of women and the cycles of women. That was a big thing. I always I was always aware of we lived in a very cycle kind of environment with my mum being you know uh, very prone to. Uh, <laughs> how do I put it politely? Well, there'll be a, there'll be a, the, the, you know, it'll be a very dense atmosphere occasionally. I tend to, I don't know. I I don't know if this is the same with all, with all I feel bad for, for girls. They are so, they're so uh, uh, like uh, controlled by their hormones that they have. So like for us, it's kind of easy. Mm, we well kind of have, have the, ebbs and flows. And, yeah, they have this whole, 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 whole extra dimension to their, to their, to their, existence and they, they know to... that they know they're being controlled by it like they mm. know mm. this is making me a dick mm. but i can't do anything about it mm. i just can't because it's so overwhelming and and it's, it's trying to come out in different ways and you can see it like sometimes it comes out in sadness sometimes it comes out in anger or hostility or resentment but it's some shit needs to come out mm. i mean not just the the womb bits <laughs> but like the mental side of it and to have like I do feel bad for her. She says, imagine like Hannah's always like, imagine like just once every six weeks, whatever, you just get flooded with these hormones. Mm -hmm. and you just can't control them. And just what, what, what was really difficult for a while there was Hannah was on the pill and that would just, I've been with a few girls, but I hate the pill with the passion. Like mm. I would, I just can't stand it. I've seen it. I've seen it affect so many girls I've been with in such a bad way. It's very rarely I've met a girl who's been mm. on the pill who hasn't been completely destroyed by it in some way, just mentally. I just think it's just an mm. unhealthy, weird thing to do. I still don't really trust them. Mm. But then the, the, there really is no simple answer for contraception. I mean, you've got like the coil. That's one option. Mm -hmm. That's okay, I suppose. That's about the best one. But then still the girl has to get the coil put in. Yeah. Hannah's, well, Hannah wants me to get the snip. Really? She wants me to get the snip. Okay. Yeah, and I've for a while been like, no. Just just to leave the... Just to, 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 to leave the option open of, of growing the well, tribe. This is what Hannah says. She's like, you just want to, you just want to like, if you just want to like date some 20 year old. And I'm like, how, how, why would I ever want to date a 20 year old? I know how much you hate kids. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, you love, you, I... you, I've never met a man who hates his kids so much. He loves his kids. <laughs> uh, he loves his kids to the end of the world. But I, I love, I love your frankness in, in how much they also just piss you off. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, 
I just don't think I'm that cut out for it. I don't think many people are. People are just good at pretending they are. Mm. I just think some people are really cut out for it and some people aren't. Anyway, Hannah's so so she gets upset. She thinks you just, you just want to date like a 20 year old girl. I'm like, oh, the. The, the idea of dating a 20-year-old for me is just not, not appealing at all. Like, mm. I'd be in a weird situation. Say if Hannah got hit by a bus, I'd be like, well, okay, so what do I, who will I go for now? We've, we've had this conversation a few times. It's like, okay, well, I probably, I, I've decided that I'd want a girl who's bereaved. She was <laughs> married or she she's probably doesn't have kids because then I'd have to have more kids. And yeah, I don't yeah, want any yeah, more kids. Yeah. So she'd have to be probably not want kids mm. and bereaved. Yeah. So because, your, your options are narrowing. Yeah. Yeah. So, which is, uh, and that's, that is a tricky one. But then having somebody say, right, I want you to cut, snip yourself makes you yeah. kind of drag your heels on it. So it need, it need, I need it's to a take scary, time it's, a, it's a scary, it's a, yeah, it's a scary thought. I, I said Although to, I have heard that you can reverse it sometimes. So, it's very tricky to do that. Is it? It's okay. very tricky to do that. And it's complicated. There's even could be complications when you do it. So mm. it's just always a risk. And also like, I mean, I never, ever want to have more kids. Mm. But imagine if Hannah decided to leave me. Mm. She ran off with the kids. She ran off with the kids. And you needed some and easy replacements. I met somebody, like, say like a 27-year-old girl who was like, Steph, I really want your kids. Mm. And I promise you, you don't have to do anything. Mm. I have mm. a friend I have a friend that, that, that had that deal. He was like, I don't want another kid. She was like, I'll do everything. He's like, you promise you'll do everything? She's like, yes. And wow. She literally does everything. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. But I, um, no, I wouldn't do that, obviously. I wouldn't do that. But I kind of would want to have a contract signed to say, yeah. you know, I don't have to get up yeah, or anything yeah. or do yeah, anything. Yeah, 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 You know, I'll, My, give, I'll give him a cuddle a couple of times a day. Yeah, do the cutesy things. <laughs> do the cutesy things. No, but I'm, I'm, I'm obviously joking. But no, I don't I don't want any more kids under any circumstances ever, ever. But I also terrified of the idea mm. of like shooting blanks. And yeah, just being, I, yeah. Well, just, just, um, just, uh, uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a scary idea of, mm. of, of taking away that, that option. Yeah. Just be, just stop with the sex. Just, just go into full, you know, Hannah's just done her yoga course. Mm. Just become full-time yogis that just grace this planet with no need for any sexual desires or alcohol or, or, or any mm. external um, uh, pleasure things. Just, just, just sit within yourself. I mean, that sounds lovely. And perfect and wonderful, but you also have a mortgage to pay, gas yeah. bills coming in, and electricity yeah. bills, and like school shit. I I'm desperately trying to engineer a life where I can be able to do that, where everything in terms of like finances are secured in a way. I well, like yourself, I thought crypto might have been the answer to that. <laughs> We've learned a hard lesson on that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the amount of emoji faces myself and Steph have just been yeah. sending each other of just grimacing. Don't look today. Grimacing. Don't look today. We're down. Then oh mate, have a look today. We're up. But uh, it's just a roller coaster of emotions. That whole side of things. But I, but I don't, I don't know if that's going to be the answer. Um, I'm think I'm hoping beyond hope that my new my new uh, marketplace platform will be the answer. It's exciting, though. Man, it's really exciting. I've got, I've got 175 p applicants now, people that want to get on board with this thing. Mm. So they're people I have to individually go through, look at what they're offering, look at what they're doing, and then onboard them to the platform. I've decided to do like uh, quarterly onboarding. So I'll only onboard a certain amount of people every quarter and then it'll be closed and mm. then it'll be like and then there'll be you have to wait for the another quarter you have to apply and then wait for the, mm. the next quarter to go through so um i'm onboarding therapists at the moment i just think that's such an important i mean how it's gonna be how it's gonna work out is that 
it's going to be cheaper than all the other marketplaces. But I'm going to, I think what I'm going to try and work out is like therapists that run there, they're offering something that they're really going to help people. They'll get like a reduced fee because I really want some kind, I want people to come to this platform and actually get help for mm -hmm. a, a mental health, um, uh, help with their mental health. I just think it's such an important thing now to have. It's helped Hannah and I, like we've, we've been to a, a marriage counselor before mm. only a few, only a couple of times. And it's such an important thing to do because there's sometimes where you and your missus can, things can just get out of control. Like mm -hmm. you, and, and you don't know how to control them mm -hmm. because it just, you, they're just, you're just so emotionally swept up in some argument mm. that it's just turns to tyranny. And we needed a way to control that. Like, how do we manage this? When, when the arguments explode, how can we mm -hmm. pragmatically fix that shit? Mm -hmm. And they just give you a few things that like what she just said was so simple, but so easy. She just said, uh, timeouts. She just said, use timeouts. So it blows up. One of you just says timeout and you just have to respect that. Yeah. You have no choice, but to, you have to be like, okay, going to take 10 minutes away, 15 minutes away, 20 minutes away to calm down. And then all those kind of chaotic emotions are, are just distilled. Mm -hmm. And then you can come back to it. And then mm -hmm. if it blows up again, okay, let's time out on this. So they really help to, to, when you feel it building up to something big, time out early, mm. go and do your separate shit, mm. come back. That's easier for me to do than it is for Hannah. She finds timeouts very difficult. She wants to, to she wants to, like, to, no, to address it. I smelt the blood, man. I'm yeah, fucking yeah, going, yeah, going, yeah, going, yeah, going. Yeah. I'm coming for your jugular. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a bit harder with Hannah. Uh, like, so you have to use it. You can't just use them all the time. Mm -hmm. like, and you can't like, if you overuse like, them, you just had a timeout. Hannah, by the way, I had an affair last week. Time out. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Go and have it. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. relax. Don't, yeah. So you got, you you know, you have to use them with respect. Mm. You know, there's it's, a time and a place. It's great. It's great that you're using the platform to, um, yeah, for that higher purpose, not just to get shit sold, but to, to yeah. you, you see that there's uh, an opportunity to, to, yeah, put some good, good into the world. Well, this I is the thing, man. This is because I was like, even with the initial platform, when I built it, I was like, I find, find it quite consumer uh, driven. It's about consumering. It's about oops, consumering. Sorry. It's about the, you know, it's about, it's, it's buying, selling, buying and yeah. And, and wanting more, more, desire. More. Like the whole thing is called want feed. Like, what do you want? And I was mm. like, I should, I should pivot this. And I've always wanted to pivot into being like, you know, wants aren't just fucking gadgets and widgets and shit. They, mm. They're also like skills and talents and, you know, and mental health and physical health, their wants. Mm -hmm. So I should be leaning into that far more rather mm. than just be like nice shit that you can buy for your, you know, your wall that you'd be happy about for 10 minutes. And then, mm. you know, the sadness cr will creep back in. It's <laughs> like, it's like, I want to, I want to, I want to reach out to all those people out there who have a talent and give them a platform. Mm -hmm. And I just think there's a lot of work to do, but what the plan is just to kind of, I'm not going to, the plan isn't to make any money on it. I'm just going to reinvest everything that it makes in trying to get all these people's businesses um, succeeding. But the, but I also don't want it just to be a platform. I also want to do like live conversations wow. to people, to all the vendors, who all, all the verified stores will have access to kind of like a, a private um, Facebook kind of group. And then I'll do live conversations with people like our friend Neil, who's really, you know, entrepreneurial. So it, beca um, it becomes, it becomes social. It becomes a hub where we don't just give you a platform, but we give you a support and we mm -hmm. work with each person on there to be like, how can we, how can we build this, help build this for this person to make this thing more sustainable? Because mm. what lockdown taught me, man, it really gave, it was such a hard lesson in like shit stuff. You need to have backups and not having, and before dad died, he was always really worried about that. He's like, you know, you just have this one re big revenue stream coming in for your YouTube stuff. If that stops, what happens? And then COVID happened just the tap stopped and yeah. we were like fuck we've got no backups we're screwed yeah um and then i just realized shit i need to go 
all ham on the backup. So then I was mm-hmm. like, well, we made Grace and Ashes the print site. And I was like, well, that's okay. Cause we got a voice. We can tell people to buy prints. We sold loads of prints, but like, that's okay for us. And it's okay for me to tell people, oh, you need to have backups. But what about if we use that voice that we have and that social influence that we have and the experience that we have in this space to give other people backups and to help them with their thing. So it's mm-hmm. not just like us being like, okay, we'll buy our prints. It's like, well, now you've got this person here buy their coffee. You know, mm-hmm. this is an independent person who set up this coffee company. But, you know, they, why don't you go and check out their coffee and there's their, there's their page you can follow and there's their Instagram and there's this other person over here doing therapy. Why don't mm. you go and, you know, book some time with them so an hour with them. You feel a, a, a higher purpose of, yeah. uh, of sorts to, to what you're doing, really? Man, I just feel so... I've never been more impassioned about anything, I think, in terms of uh, business-wise in my life. Like, I feel really? so... I've been waiting so long for this pivot. I've been mm-hmm. waiting so long for eight years. We've been running this site and I've been like, I know it needs to pivot. I know there needs to be some fundamental shift that mm-hmm. happens, but I could never think I could never figure out what that was. And then all, at the back of my head, I was always like, I want people to be able to sell on this platform. All of a sudden, all the stars aligned. We started to build this thing. Initially, it was just like an extension to one feed and it became such a, such a, an amazing thing that i was like this should absorb want feed and now be want feed so mm. no longer be the extension to it this should be it this is what it's all about mm. and now i've got the pivot i need i'm like okay now i just need to nurture all of those relationships with all of those verified stores help them all out and in a really kind of you know granular way and, and 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 just be this really cool marketplace where you can buy stuff from independence but also you know learn how to play an instrument or learn you know learn from somebody what's your what's your biggest challenge with this what are you struggling with the most at the moment, I, I, um, development's going really well. Um, I what, suppose my time is the, str- is the struggle at the moment. The, the, okay, that will lead into my next question, yeah. but carry on. Um, uh, I suppose that that's the main thing. It's, it, it's, it's what I'm finding very, I'm comparing it to WantFeed, which was very tricky mm-hmm. because WantFeed was a difficult platform to sell because it would take me time, five minutes to explain to you what it was. Because I've got to say, okay, if you say, what is WantFeed? I've got mm-hmm. to say, well... Uh, currently it's this website which allows you to list products from websites and then we pay you an affiliate revenue every time it's bought and you're like what's that what's an affiliate revenue it's like to get you up to speed on what that platform is it's actually it's actually quite a a bit of an uphill struggle and and sites websites and platforms should be very easy you need need need, it's this you need to get it straight away exactly so with this it's like well i'm a community marketplace i'm Mm. a marketplace where you can buy stuff from independent people or learn Mm. stuff or so much easier to explain so i'm comparing it in terms of how difficult one feed was to how difficult this is and it's far easier and everything's mm. just flowing nicely i have a huge meeting on friday with a social strategist who's going to go through everything on the site and all the people who have applied and figure out who we want on board and how we're going to you know work with them and and build, like even just to, down to a granular level of the wording and how we're going to frame everything before we launch but um no it's been it's been amazing man and i've i've loved it but I, i'm also quite scared because i'm i'm very much throwing a lot of my eggs in this yeah yeah basket and 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 time wise that's that's something that's always that i've always admired about you is how does this man have the time to do so many things so well well this is the problem man it's like it's things have to things have to take a back seat while other things you know have to get in the front it's it's why the youtube channel uh with the videos have slipped so much or you know every now and again we'll miss a podcast or every now and again I, you know i'll, I'll be I, i'm trying to juggle so much but try and juggle trying to juggle all this but with kids is such a new level yeah. of pain because you, you've also got hannah being like i need two hours off take yeah. take rufus today and rufus would just be 
you know, I love spending time with him, but he doesn't shut up. No. <laughs> just like, he just will not stop talking. You're literally just drained by the end end of the day because he just he just will not stop talking. Uh, but he's he's fun. He He's great. But it's just, it's very difficult to juggle it all. Lots of caffeine. Are you, are you bouncing a, are you, between things. Are you a late night worker? Do you sit I'll, up here till two in the morning or? I'll work from, oh God, yeah, I work for most nights till about nine. So I'll be, you know, start at you know, nine and work till nine most time, most nights. I just like, we were going right back, reversing back to what you said before about that yogi lifestyle, about that. I, if I can get this marketplace to a, a, a level and get all of the, the cogs turning to, to the point where I can then sell it to mm. somebody who has the same vision as me, I might have to work in house for a couple of years with somebody mm. like somebody just come along and be like, I want to buy this thing. Mm. You're working in house with me for a couple of years. We'll nurture it. We'll build it. And then I'll exit. And then then it's like okay now i can actually finance my own videos i can i don't i can just do like my own vanity projects i can mm -hmm. make the videos i've been wanting to make for so many years i don't have to pitch them to like producers or people or or, or just you know i could or, or work on uh, branded work as much i can just focus on the stuff that i just love making the most and that's just telling stories mm. you know mm. that's what it all comes down to is just mm. i need enough shit going on in my life to be able to tell stories mm. and i think like we spoke about the other day i was like i think I'm just so I'm so confused deeply by life and and every facet of it. I'm so un I, I just wake up and I'm just like, what the fuck is going on here? Mm -hmm. Like, how is how is people just carrying on with their day and not freaking out? Like, how is just, it just uh, the the, ve the very thought that we're here in the first place? Dude, you know, existentially, yeah, it's wild, isn't it? Oh God! And 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 what perplexes me the most is that people just watch the news. Like, oh, did you see what's happening? Mm. Oh God! They, they, you know, it's, it's it, it's, there, there was a there was a woman. There, there's nothing I find more bemusing and perplexing than trivial uh, the anger. That that we were in. Um, oh, trivial anger! Just, 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 just watching people in in in, in traffic jams mm. getting yeah. angry at nothing, yeah. waving their arms around it. And okay, we we all fall into a trap of. Um, becoming concerned by things that really don't matter and, and a life occasionally throws you a lesson uh that says that gives you a slap around the face mm. and says dude stop fucking worrying about the small the, shit the small like yeah. it doesn't matter in yeah. fact most of the big things we worry about don't matter either mm. most of them most of them aren't as big as we think they are but yeah when 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 people become yeah, like like uh, angry about about things that are are, are so trivial, and yeah. you just think, dude, you're here. Yeah, yeah, you're here. Like, and and in fact, it, it's for me that shows you how good life must be. Where mm. if you can if you mm. can get angry at a traffic light or someone kind of pulling out of you and uh, in front of you in a way that you know was less than perfect, mm. if that if that can make you that angry, then everything else you've got going on in your life must be bloody rosy. Or your life's so screwed up that you're just in a in a in a in a rotten place and everything yeah. leaves you annoyed. But but the, you know just the just the idea of of, of being on this planet of, of is uh, you know it, it should be enough for us all to 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 walk around in awe in awe. Mm, you're right. I, have you ever heard the expression NPC? Do you know a non, uh, non, non, non playable character? Yeah. Do you know where that derives from? What that means? No. Like, it's you know when you play like a game like Zelda and you go into like a little shop and you see a guy in the shop and he's selling stuff and that's all that person does in yeah, his, yeah, in yeah, his yeah. own little universe. He never changes. He never wavers. Whenever you're there, he's just there doing that one specific task. Never 
thinking outside the box. He's just there to sell you your shit in that little shop. Mm-hmm. You have them all over the place, like people that you walk past in, in GTA, whatever. They're, they're, they're like non, the people that aren't you. Mm. They're the people that are, they are autonomous, people that's carrying on, programmed, doing their thing. Mm. And I think there's a, so much of that out there where so many people are kind of just so programmed um, and they're not, they're not allowing, they're, I just don't think like they, they're, they're, they have their role. They have their role. Like that's me. They're defined by their role and they're walking along and they're just carrying on. They're getting anno- annoyed by small things or something pisses them off or they're just unable to step outside of this, mm. their own internal universe and be like, fuck, mm. like you need to break out of that and mm. just see. And this is, this is the thing. Like, it's just, it, I have to check myself with it all the time and be like, God, I'm just, okay, no, I'm, I need to remember the fact that this is all so peculiar and so strange but anyway mm. I, and that's why i feel like this need to tell stories because i'm so fucking perplexed by it i'm mm. so confused by it i'm so in a, it just uh, you can't just put me on a fucking dirty old rock spinning mm-hmm. in a vast space and, it, and, it, and expect me to just get up yeah, and eat yeah. my cornflakes and carry there on with the go. day i'm like I, I need to make sense of this shit mm-hmm. i need to somehow make sense of it and the only way that i can make sense of it in my own small way is to tell it as a story and to mm-hmm. make it a story and i think that's the way all humans cope and deal mm-hmm. with it they we're all we're all just so desperately trying to find a story to make censorship because we're mm-hmm. all just so deeply confused mm-hmm. um and i think how could you not be how could you not be how could you never ever look out that window or never just i was looking at a leaf yesterday for about fucking 15 minutes mm-hmm. you know I, I, I wasn't on anything i was just looking at this leaf and the intricacies of the leaf and the design of the leaf and being like this is mad you know f- funny that that's something i i do quite often you find yourself i don't know you'd, you'd, you'd um i remember doing it as a kid picking up a little daisy and looking at it, but but like really looking mm. at it, like really getting up close, up close to it and having a, you know, l- looking at the, the, the intricacies of, of the leaves and of the, the, the of the, um, the petals yeah. and, and looking at the veins of it. And, and then you kind of, you, you, you look at how much detail is in that little space and how much kind of design is in that tiny few millimeters across. And then you look up at the world and you just think, this whole world mm. is that imagine if imagine i don't know how many megabytes of data is that like the whole world all <laughs> yeah. of that design is just it's mind blowing yeah yeah it's funny what you said about the the npcs as well because what as you especially when you live in a little town like bath as we do mm. you you kind of in your mind you're you know you're the main character and there's there's the guy that runs the coffee shop mm. there's the guy that you see on the bike yeah. every day there's the postman there's that guy that always wears that funny hat yeah and and they kind of become these npcs that they that they yeah you just see them that that's that's their role that in your life that yeah. guy is the guy in the hat yeah 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 but it's interesting and that's one of the fascinating things about people watching is that when you watch people going about their business and they 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 pass in and out of your view and when you stop for a second just to think hold on a minute that 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 individual that individual's life is just as rich and as wild and as difficult mm. and as interesting as as mine mm. with all those relationships and 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 dilemmas and fantasies that that that's again if you're talking about megabits of data like there's just so much going ima- on imagine going up to somebody on the street or in a cafe and just going this is fucking mad, isn't it? Mm. And they'd be like, what? Just all this shit. Everything. Man. Everything's fucking crazy. Isn't it just mental? Mm. You know? On this Look at us. Lump of yeah. God knows fucking we're trembling atoms chatting to you about how mm. mental it all is in this weird space. They'd be like, are you okay? Do you want me to call something? Yeah, yeah, People, yeah. they would never be like, 
you're fucking right, actually. It is yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. mad. Yeah, I mean, it, do, it, it, does, it, 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 it does send you mad when, when you stop and, and so, so many things send you a bit loopy when you stop and think about it, whether mm. it's like, you know, we've spoken about free will before. We've talked, mm. free will, the scale of the universe, the, the, all of these things are just, if, if, you, if you spend too much time thinking about them, you're going to go and- This is the thing. This is the thing which, um, which always, you know, I always said to- people who were religious growing up. So obviously, grew, you know, a lot of time I spent in Ireland, very, um, I was christened a Catholic. I went to um, a Catholic, a very Catholic school. And uh, I, I used to get that question. I used to get people used to say to me, cause I was, I was sort of a, 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 um, agnostic when I was there, believing mm. in something, but not mm. really having a fucking idea what, what that thing was. And people would say to me, you know, like, well, you know, what, what, what how do you explain it all? Mm -hmm. And and my answer was always the same. Even from when I was growing up, it was like, you, you, our brain is the size of of, of a grapefruit. Mm -hmm. How could you possibly mm. expect to understand the complexities of the universe mm -hmm. with a computer that size, man? Mm. Like it's it's unbelievable. You can't just be like, oh, it's because of this bloke made it. It's like, well, we need to like understand how stupid. Well, not stupid we are, but are we. Well, yeah, how stupid we are. We are dumb mm. creatures that just grunt at each other. Mm. You know, that's all we do. We're throwing out these grunts from out of our mouths goes into our brain process and we're in one hand it's incredible and it, yada, you know it's amazing but on the other hand break it down it's it's quite rudimentary it's mm. like you know we are mammals communicating with grunts mm. uh, trying to understand the complexities of the universe or make sense of it in a way mm. that we can understand we could never i mean my friend my friend zach said to me he goes oh my deathbed i'd love it if somebody just said, whispered down to me like the told me the secrets of the universe i bet mm. you would not be able to understand yeah. the secrets of the universe there's a, there's a line i think in one of this book hitchhiker's guide, hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy where um I'm going to bastardize this because it was 20 years ago. I read it. But um, where somebody was just exposed to the vastness of the universe mm -hmm. and their head just exploded. Yeah, they just yeah, couldn't, yeah. They couldn't yeah. even begin to comprehend it. And mm. that's how I see it all. I'm like, I, I would I'm, never understand I mean, it. There, there, there's, there's, yeah, there's just no way. I mean, I, I, had, I, I read a, a fair bit of science, um, you know, uh, layperson science stuff that kind of like like bill bryson mm. the short history of nearly everything that kind of stuff yeah. i'd recommend reading it if you haven't already but that kind of stuff it, it just kind of helps you helps your wonder of the universe and and also helps to try and ex explain some of those things and something that's helped me understand how there's no way that we can understand it all is that we the space that we occupy is as an individual is you know a very for a very short amount of time traveling at a very um within a very small spectrum of speed and and a, and a very um acute uh size space mm -hmm. size mm -hmm. so when you think about the the speed of things in the universe and the vastness of things in in the universe things are just operating in different ways on the yeah. on the on a on an atomic level and on a on a on a um and mm. on a, on a, on, a, on, a, on the on the grander levels of the universe like we 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 can't it's like trying to you know explain the world to um a, a gnat yeah. you know or, or an yeah. ant you just can't you just can't so when when you start to think about things like the science of black holes and 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 Dark time matter, slowing yeah. down and you just like you can't, you can't get your head around it mm. Yeah. I'm, for, I'm forever fascinated by the idea that people like the very notion that someone like Einstein or Stephen Hawking. So I tried to read, I, I read um, Stephen Hawking. I tried to read Stephen Hawking's A, a Brief History of Time. Mm -hmm. um, and the, the, the science in it is so 
brain bending. You know, that, that, that's one thing. But, but even more brain bending is that someone was smart enough to think of that idea. Mm. You know, like Einstein deciding that, you know, the space-time relativity. Like, I find it hard enough to understand. I don't understand no, it. I no. find that hard enough. So the power of that man's mind to actually come up with the theory and, and a science that that has has um that that appears to work mm. is just mm. incredible um, yeah yeah and that's a frustrating thing to read stuff like that because on one hand you want to be educated but the second time you feel so well i do i feel so um frustrated with my own intellect that, yeah. I, that i'm unable to let any yeah. of that stuff i understand any of that stuff and i remember being at school at sometimes and be, being in, in lessons and being like i find this interesting um and I'm so annoyed at my brain that it won't absorb it. Like it's, it's, it's yeah. like in maths. I was so bad at maths, but I always loved maths. I was like, this is such a beautiful yeah. maths to me. Yeah. It's like one of the most beautiful subjects. It's stunning. It's isn't beautiful. It? Mm. Uh, and, but I, but I just didn't have the ability. Like I just, tr no matter how much I tried and people would say, no, I don't think that everyone has the same, because I'm a, I'm a perfect case of that. I just, I, I'm not academic. I, I try and start, I try and listen and pay attention. Stuff just doesn't sink in. It just will not go into my brain. I've, I've read, I've read whole books and gotten to the end of it and just gone, fuck. Yeah. I, d I don't even know what I've read. I, yeah. I, I, I found it interesting and, and you're reading it going, wow, wow, yeah. Yeah. wow. And then you, 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 you reach the final page and you think, Psh. Shit. If somebody said to you, like, what, was, what was that book like? You'd be like, I don't know. Uh, it was <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I, I read uh, another Bill Bryson book. It was like um, the, the, the human, the, the body, the human body. You, I think you can, only, you can only read a few, uh, uh, like a, a few pages of that before you, you need to put it down. You just, you just, there's, it's almost like there's so much that you, um, yeah, you just, you just kind of, you, I think what it does do is it, it leaves you with this kind of sense of wonder and respect Um for nature. Well, the good but, thing about Bill Bryson is he doesn't feel the need to bamboozle you with all the, the kind of the stuff that most people don't understand. He, he distills it in a way that you can read that and be like, oh, shit, that's that's interesting. Fuck, mm. yeah, he's, that's, he's got a good point. He, the way he presents it is very clever, I think, because mm. it's just, you can pick it up and read it and it's not mm. just like, oh, shit, this is a massive equation I need to understand. Yeah. You know, um, but yeah, I, it, it is a frustrating thing. And it's like, it's, it goes, it's the same thing with, you know, trying people that are just kind of, I, I get the need for religion. I understand the need for religion. Um, and I respect it a lot. Mm -hmm. And I, I understand it's the, the need for people to have it. Um, and I kind of wish I had it too. You know, mm -hmm. I wish I, I believe in something, but I, it's, it's a frustrating thing that I, I'm more like, I more believe in my own ignorance and my mm -hmm. own inability to understand things than I believe in any higher force. Mm -hmm. But it's, um, yeah, no, it's, uh, I've had a, I've had a, um, there's a, you know, when I've spoken to, I, I've had a few of the guys that work for me that have been quite religious mm. who, who absolutely believe or, or in their mind, it's not, it's, it's, they know that there is a God. Mm. And I find that, that I've, just the most amazing thought that you'd go, you'd wake up and you go about your day knowing, not, not a hunch or hoping, but knowing at least in your mind, that there is a God. Mm. You imagine that. You imagine how different your life would just feel every day, just just knowing that that was there. Yeah, which is where I would think. I think there is, but I just don't know. Mm. Um, and that's that's how you know. I just don't know, and I, I, I don't really know anything about mm. anything. We just, you know, how much light can we see? If you look at the spectrum of light, we mm. see a teeny fragment mm -hmm. of the spectrum of possible light mm -hmm. that is out there. Mm -hmm. But yet we think we can see everything. Mm -hmm. We can't, man. Mm. We, we, we're so blind to most mm. of what's out there. Mm. 
um, and just trying to make sense of this very narrow spectrum that we can perceive. Mm. But there's so much more to it that you're just like, yeah. you couldn't even begin to wrap your head around. Yeah, I mean, that ties in with, you know, it goes back to what I was saying earlier about the the, the speed that we're traveling at, mm. the, the scale that we live within. And, and you're right, the, the, the light that we perceive, the mm. sounds that we perceive, there, there are you know, octopus and jellyfish that the, the world that they experience is an entirely different one. They don't, mm. they don't, because their senses are different. So mm. we, we are, we, we are, um, we, 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 we experience the world through the senses that we have. If we, if we felt the world through el el electromagnetic kind of forces and we, we heard at different frequencies, mm. the world would, it would, it would be an entirely different experience. Well, this is this is my struggle with with things. Well, there's two struggles I have with things like cancel culture. Is one is that for me that's like people sweating the small stuff. It's like it's it's people bat having this kind of um, ideological battle, and they're so ingrained in this thing where it's like all oh, this. Um, we live in this incredible, fascinating universe, an amazing mm. world, and everything's so fascinating. But we're we're sweating about what somebody tweeted ten years ago. Yeah, and and that frustrates me because yeah. it becomes a narrative, and then people jump onto that, and you're like, you're wasting your time with this shit mm -hmm. uh, because you're fighting this ideological war. Mm -hmm. And and instead of that, why don't you just fucking <laughs> look up to the stars and look out there mm. and be like I'm, I'm in awe of it? And um, and so that that that's one of the frustrations um, about this whole thing. Um, but what's I going to say? The other one was now. So there, there, that there was two reasons why it frustrated me. One, um, one was that only the second reason was because I don't, I don't believe in right and wrong. Mm. I don't believe anything is objectively right or wrong. Mm. I believe that's in everything that is considered to be right or wrong is an interpretation. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think from a universe that from the universe doesn't see any act or mm. everything is just movement of atoms. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. all it is. Every mm -hmm. idea, every product, every conversation is just a mm. movement of atoms. Mm. Nothing is right and nothing is wrong. When you see, you know, when we look on, uh, on nature documentaries and we see like a little seal, um, a seal getting thrown around by a killer whale, we're like, that's so wrong. I hate seeing that. Mm. That's so wrong. It, the universe doesn't think that's wrong. Mm. That's just the movement of atoms. There's no, there's nothing mm. inherently wrong. But we are, we believe, and we're so conditioned to believe that there is inherently right. Mm. There is a, there is a right and a wrong, mm. and and there is in in our uh, in in our society. Mm. But like a moral, a moral right and wrong. Exactly. But the moral right and wrong isn't this objective thing. It's not like it's not like a, a divine. No, it's not thing. a law of the universe. It's no, it's mm. exactly that. It's not a law of the universe, uh, and and so this is why I struggle so much with people who 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 um who argue about things online or even you know big things you know like uh, the whole COVID that that's divided people or politics or whatever. I see people sweating this stuff so much and fighting these battles, and I'm thinking, God, guys, like you. I get it. I get mm. why you're doing it, but at the same time, it's like you need to understand that this is this is all just ideology and mm. and, and a war we're fighting over. Mm. Who who wants to be, you know, who thinks that they've got the most righteous way of seeing mm. the world? I mean, when when hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. People become entrenched in ideologies. That's a really... A, a really dangerous thing like you see people that for example they would consider themselves um either a conservative or or mm. or, or, a, or a liberal and therefore they'll they'll they'll, they'll they, you, you see you see when they're presented with a new question the first thing they ask themselves is which is the most liberal answer mm. to, or, or what mm. what mm. might be the most liberal answer to this question instead of or just what's the path of least resistance normally what's going to get me in the least amount of trouble here yeah 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 what's the most friendly society like the forgiving thing that i could say that people mm -hmm. are going to be okay with mm -hmm. me mm -hmm. what's not going to cause me any mm -hmm. hardship mm -hmm. i'll take that option please mm. I mean, understandably i mean in my mind if you are you know going back to that right or wrong i think i think it's was it sam harris he 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 I think he had an argument that there that, that that there perhaps is a right and a wrong in in and in, in that is it um is what you're doing causing causing it to it, basically we should be setting out to 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 not do harm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I guess I guess well, there are simple questions like that like it, is is this doing more harm than and 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 actually I suppose those aren't always necessarily easy answers you know when Grayson is is um messing about or or, or or his behavior will cause him long-term um ill it's you know you will cause him immediate harm in order to for the greater good mm -hmm. so it's 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 not um it's not an easy it's not an easy answer but i think that should that should be our compass as people mm. is to is to try to you know to leave the world to be a net positive to to the world that we're living in a counter argument to that would be a net positive would be um would be would mean live a full fulfilling life and have enough offspring and carry on whatever but then you could also argue the counterpoint to that would be like you're you're just inherently designed and programmed to follow that path to uh, it, f to sustain human life mm -hmm. for as long as possible or mm -hmm. to maximize mm. its potential on the earth mm. so as you live longer you procreate yeah. more you create more of us you build a bigger stronger society there's more of us yeah there's more demand on the earth there's more demand on natural resources inherently what the universe is you know mm. the, the universe doesn't care the mm. we're just a t i mean mm. the earth to the universe is just it's a piece of dust you know it's, it's billions of galaxies out there billions mm. you know uh, you know, it's it's mind blowing to think how vast it is, and 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 we're just so precious about everything, mm -hmm. rightly so. But it, but it's it's all uh, it's all kind of like a moral standard, uh, an ideological moral standard that we've all subscribed to and agreed to, on the basis that it's going to prolong our existence mm -hmm. as, as a species. And and it's an interesting. There's that that the, there is that. It is a relatively new question of the the the, the morals of how we treat the. The world that we live in mm. because until quite recently there were limitless resources you know you you weren't going to run out of buffalo you weren't yeah. going to run out of fish you weren't going to run out of yeah uh forests and mm. now suddenly we're at this um 
point that has come seemingly at us very fast where where it seems like you know we 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 have a, an acute responsibility to to not screw the place up yes we do uh that which 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 we do which which by the way i think the point i was going to make that goes ag against uh the the more um human um in uh, the instinct for survival that didn't that over over the over the millions of years thousands of years that hasn't cared about whether there's going to be any rainforest left it's just cared about how how we, how, how you are going to get through the day yeah there was a documentary on a few months ago a david attenborough documentary all about how much we're basically fucking up the planet and i was so intrigued watching it i i i, I was sort of i could see what they were doing i, I you know they they first of all sing and dance about how incredible everything is then how much we're fucking it up and then what the answers are it's the, mm. it's, the, it's, the, it's the it's the it's the the template they all use and i was so fascinated to be like what are they going to offer for a solution like mm -hmm. what are they going to say and i was fascinated by what almost what they didn't say or what they didn't conclude because they're going to be very careful with how, what they say mm. at the end here because i think once you actually look at the actual what actually needs to happen across the globe for humans to actually make uh, to actually get to the point where um we're not we're not causing so much damage the, the, the changes that we would have to make in yeah. would would just be i mean people wouldn't be prepared to never travel again never drive a car mm -hmm. there's so many there's only things you'd actually have to do to make a huge mm. massive difference mm. but anyway they rounded it up by blaming it on women <laughs> which what? is good hey? in, in a very in a very okay uh, uh, yeah kids not, not, don't have kids don't have kids yeah women are having too many kids if you educate women they have less kids don't have as many kids and this is a fascinating thing when i um i tweeted it a few months ago when I was sharing like, you know, all these kind of changes you're making in your day by recycling and, you know, not, not driving and whatever. And I was like, you know, I was looking at all the impact it has on your CO2 emissions. And then one of the, one of the bars at the end was just like, like dwarfed these other things. And that was just having children, having the children. amount of CO2. The, the, the problem is, there's too many of us. I mm. genuinely think there's too many of us. Mm. It's far too many of us. Mm. I would, I would push back on the, on the educate women um, to say, you know, we all, you know, takes two to. Yeah, two of to, course. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, absolutely. There's, um, I think they were saying basically educate women, not just across the globe in third world countries where they tend to have a lot more kids. Mm -hmm. Uh, they tend to be a correlation between, um, you know, lack of education and more children. Mm -hmm. That's just, that's just the facts. I mm -hmm. Can I say mm -hmm. facts? facts. <laughs> but, you know, going back to recycling back to what we were talking about earlier. Um, I lived in obviously Northern Ireland for quite some time and admittedly 99% of people out there are not biased mm -hmm. or not bigoted, but the few people are. And I was always fascinated by the people that were. I really wanted to talk to them. Mm. I was so fascinated by, by, by the people out there who hated the people who weren't the same religion as mm. them. They just, they just hated that. Mm. There was Catholic and the Protestants. Mm. Um, and I realized where it came from. I mean, I only have to talk to them for a few minutes to, to unravel where it comes from. And it all comes from the parents. That's where yeah. it all seemed to come from. If the parents had that bigoted mindset of that, that, you know, the, of seeing the other as, with the other, the other religion yeah and it, it trickled down to the kids it was yeah. very rarely you'd have these open-minded parents and a really bigoted and kid. i mean i think it goes to 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 any thing about a child or about mm. an individual like there, there's so much so much depends on 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 well so much depends on 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 the parent like very very rare i meet a lot of children and children come in a thousand styles that, mm, uh, you, you mm. know, there's endless types of kids or nuances. Mm. Um, and the children that 
perhaps present the 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 the, the most difficulties um or are um either to themselves or the 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 the, the more peculiar ones the oddballs this very often you meet the parents and then you go or if there's behavior problems you meet the parents you go ah, okay mm, mm. okay like i'd say 90 percent of but the, the time problem is it's not the parents fault because it's their parents fault it's yeah, their parents. yeah you can yeah. keep going back yeah. so uh, so this is this is this is there's no way you can blame anyone for anything and, because... and, and even as a parent um you know I, I say that you can you can trace it back to the parent but um various um sort of academics of of um said that basically the the the, the biggest influence on your child is, are their peers so mm. as they grow up what friend what friends mm. or what friends they have mm. that that that's the biggest thing that will dictate whether they turn into a massive dick or <laughs> a or a wonderful yeah. um contributor to society well that's interesting yeah, yeah, they're, they're friends. Yeah. So watch, watch who, watch, just watch who Grayson's playing with. <laughs> yeah, but um, I, I'm always, I'm always, I always love talking to people who have, like, I, I don't like silencing people mm. because I want to listen to why that, where they're coming from, and 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 understand it. Mm. And it's always fascinating when you do because you always understand mm. it comes from a place. It's mm. never like it's never comes from just them being a dick mm. or them. It, it's it. Every, there's so much nuance out there and mm. this is the thing that frustrates me so much with people being just shut shut down and mm. don't you can't listen to that but you can't listen to what that person has mm. to say and it's yes like, you need to unravel this you mm. need to look at this from you know everything is so everyone wants everything in a headline everyone wants everything like really simply like mm. dumbed down version that they can understand which i understand because i was saying to hannah this the other day i was like why do we have to pack why do we have to create something and attach ourselves to it like why do we have to why like hannah and i are doing month on month off we can't just cut down our drinking. We mm -hmm. have to do a month on month off. Mm -hmm. Like we can't just eat less meat. It's like the, what's so your vegan? No, no, we just eat less meat. Mm. This, we need to, we need to create a name or create something and then attach ourselves to that name and mm -hmm. then be that thing. Like we need to be teetotal or, or drinkers. It's like, you can't, it's very difficult to, mm. to, to, to be something of, uh, of something. Mm. If you know what I mean? It's very mm. difficult to be, oh, I'm sort of a vegan, but not really, or I'm sort of this, but mm. not really, or, mm. you know, it's um it's 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 the desperate need to define ourselves yeah. and it's the desperate need to create something that allows people like we're going back right to the start of this conversation like i didn't want to say jason like who are you mm. like and and then put you down this place of like putting yourself into i don't know like a box for people mm. to be able to understand it's like you're far more complicated and and an interesting and a great guy and you're not going to get that just from a quick this is me. Yeah. And this is the thing that frustrates me with the things that I yeah. look online. It's like when like these all these podcasts and they're like, I'm speaking to this person, they're listening off these credentials. I don't give a fuck. The most interesting podcast for me, the people like the ones I listen to Joe Rogan, like it's very, sometimes he gets some fascinating, interesting guests on, but most of the ones that I really enjoy are just his mates that he's just chatting to. Mm. And they just veer off in all different directions. Mm. They they go and talk about all different sorts of things. It just goes one minute, can be talking about anything like fucking bread making, and the next mm. minute you go off into like, you know, cosmology. And it, it, mm. it just goes everywhere. And they're the ones that I really like. I'm like, that's the conversations I want to have, you know, with those mm. people. And and I don't like this need of human beings to pigeonhole themselves into a particular place and say, this mm. is me. I'm defined yeah. by this thing. Yeah. And it's so, it's so important to, 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 to open yourself up to all, all, all an array of opinions. You, you talked earlier about kind of, um, you, you know, we mentioned cancel culture and shutting, shutting people out. Mm. You know, I think that the, the, one of the reasons why people didn't see 
Brexit happening or didn't see Trump happening. And the, these things that kind of catch us by surprise are because we, we, the way that we consume our media, you know, the amount of people, uh, you, it frustrates the hell out of me when you see on Instagram, someone says, if you believe in this, then defriend me. Mm, like, no, oh God, man, no, that breaks my heart. Yeah. Don't defriend, do not defriend Talk me. To, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I want my, my, because all that happens there is you, you, you just, you find yourself further and further and further down the rabbit hole where you keep cutting out people that are, are, are that you share less You're of digging your a trench. That's all you're doing. And, and, and you see people disappear in different directions. Yeah. You see, you yeah. know, I've watched friends, you know, disappear down like the right or disappear down yeah. the left. And you're yeah. just like, see you then. Yeah. Like you, and, and then yeah. you become, you know, all kind of an extremist almost. Yeah. Yeah. And this is the problem being, being, being a moderate now isn't like, isn't accepted it's like you if you if yeah. you're whose team are you on exactly uh, if you're not on our team then you're on the other team and no it's one's like, come on man like i don't mm. want to ever be on a team and uh, i spoke about hannah about this before but like i was always scared that, that was just me being a bit me being like too gutless almost to choose a side yeah. or like too afraid to be able to like get behind something and be like i believe in this mm. side but like i said to you earlier like i don't believe inherently in right and wrongs mm. um which leads you down an argument of like, well, what about people in prison commit a horrific thing? What if has something happened to Grace? What if somebody, you know, did something horrific to my kids? I would kill them. I wouldn't mm. be like, oh, they did, you know, I don't believe in right or wrong. I would, I'm, I'm just as mm. much subject to that mindset as everybody else is. Mm. But I still inherently understand everything that we do and everything we say and every interaction and every movement and every facet of our lives is almost like a, a play. Mm. It's almost like, it's almost like a theater. Mm. We're yeah. all just making it up as we go along, aren't we? It's like almost, you go to school and they're like, these are the, these are the basic foundations. And then you build on these foundations. Mm. This is how, this is what you do. You don't hurt mm. other people. You do, you, you're a kind, decent person. Um, and whatever, this is the history of, you know, they, they kind of give you the foundations to go off and do your things through subtle engineering. But, uh, and every culture is different and every culture is di completely different. But I, but I just find it all such a pantomime. And I find it, this is what I find so difficult about, you know, social media, I just, because it's just such, it's so obvious to me that this mm. isn't, this is just, uh, just it's like an act. Mm. It's like, it's a play, it's like an act. It's like, it's not, it's not real. It's none of it is real. But then it's like, what is real? I don't bloody know. Do, does, does, does that give you, um, how does, how does that uh, sit with the, you know, you and Hannah, obviously you are social media yeah. influencers that, that, you know, the world that, uh, how do you feel about the the world that you that you occupy? How do you reconcile your kind of feeling that, in some ways, this is all a bunch of made up shit, and in another sense that 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 you that that it's a huge part of you know, what? Well, content creation for me is really like it's an art form. It's mm. it, I, I like it little too much. It's an art form. So you're taking all this stuff that's out there. You're taking moments in time that exist in space time, and and you're 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 almost you're almost taking them all and and framing them and 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 presenting them in in a very particular way which resonates a certain frequency which people can pick up on so mm. for instance like just seeing little grayson's eyes watching something on tv and then cut to little rufus's hands mm. and then put color grading on that and put the right mm. music on that and maybe if you have something to say, say that over that, you can really mm. then turn 
you can make poetry out of nothing. Mm. You just pick out these insignificant mm. things that are happening. Like I'm always fascinated by, if somebody says to me like, oh, I went to Scotland. For some reason, I always think about, there were so many wheel turns of that, that those fibers of that rubber fibers of that mm. wheel turning. It would have turned one time when you were leaving on the M25 and that never, you'll never think about that wheel turn. It was just one of hundreds of thousands of wheel turns, but that mm. happened, that moment mm. in time happened. And that moment in time and all of those changes, molecular changes that happened is poetry right mm. there. But you're never going to see it or be able to tell it because you haven't got the right kind of equipment to do it. But mm. once you get all these bits of equipment and you see all these things happening around you, these moments that are just so mm. fleeting and mm. gone, you can be like, I can make something out of nothing. Mm. I can make poetry. And then in a sense, poetry is making sense of something in an artistic way. So you're making sense of these weird, like insignificant moments that just make people kind of, yeah. They, mm. I think sometimes when people watch something and you hit some videos, you can hit the nail on the head. Mm -hmm. Like some you can, sometimes you can make them, people will reach out to you. You always know, because I'll get messages, people being like, oh, I love this week's video. And sometimes you, the frequency works. It's like, well, like when you listen to a, you know, like an album, there's always going to be like a couple of songs on there that really are really good. I mean, ideally the, the musicians would want to make every one of those mm. songs, that those couple of songs, but mm. they just can't. Sometimes mm. they work, sometimes they don't. So sometimes the videos will hit that frequency. They'll find that rhythm. They'll find that thing that enough people can connect with it. They'd be like, fuck man, this place is incredible. And what mm. you're essentially doing is saying that you're saying like, look how amazing this fucking world mm. is. Look how how these insignificant moments that we just let go, like these fleeting things that happen, they're just gone. Mm. They're beautiful. Mm. They're all so beautiful, but mm. we, we've, it's so easy to let them just go and carry mm. on with your life. I mean, walking around being like, so in awe of everything the whole time would be quite time consuming. Neurologically, it'd be probably too difficult to do, but mm. it's just important that you understand the beauty exists in every, every facet and of the, life. And the, then there is something amazing about looking, looking at the world through a lens. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, um, you see it. I mean, the way you, you, you notice things, the way mm. you, you, the way you cap, the way you cap and, 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 and the ability to capture it. Mm. How incredible is that? The way light falls into a room or the way it catches something or the way it halos something or the way something happens that you're opened up, you're more receptive now to all of these mm. things. You know, I say, Dan, look at that shot. Look at that shot. I, I you know, I say it to her multiple times in a day. Um, and she does it to me too, because you're seeing things as shots and how you can capture. So, so it, it, it kind of, it, it's all a pantomime, mm. but it still is. There's, this is what frustrates me about social media is that the beauty exists out there, but mm. people are choosing to, to, to jump on these certain frequencies, which ignore all of that. And they just, but they're easy frequencies to, to, to jump on. For instance, like, Tr like trends, for instance, somebody like Katie Hopkins, very divisive character. Yeah. I don't, I, I, I interpret whenever I listen to what she said, I would interpret because I'd like listening to what she says because I, I find people who um, who are problematic interesting to listen mm -hmm. to because I, I mm -hmm. like because of what they're doing. I'm like I'm fascinated by it, um, and I get told off. Like some people will actually message me and say, "I can't believe you follow this person," or because I'm, really I'm just good, wow. but I'm just genuinely interested in what problematic people have to say or mm -hmm. people who are causing issues have to say. But I, I don't interpret people like that. I don't listen to the language. I, I I almost sense it as a frequency. So I feel everyone admits a frequency. You do, mm. Hannah does, everyone has a frequency. And a mm. language is just a frequency that we're picking up and we're neurologically interpreting. But it is everything down to every movement is all a frequency. Mm -hmm. um, and so, so what, where was I going to go with this now? 
So oh, I was going to say, so um, what were we talking about? Katie before? Hopkins. So, uh, so, so yeah, so Katie Hopkins is a frequency. Um, and uh, yeah, so, so, and social media people that put stuff out there, they're, they're emitting a frequency. And mm-hmm. that's what I interpret from it. Like when I'm seeing some guy on TikTok, old oh, fucking reels, mm. dressing in, a, you know, a t-shirt, pouting mm. at the camera, doing a spin. It makes me so upset. Mm. It makes me borderline fucking furious. Mm. I'm like, you narcissistic piece of shit. You live in Mm. this beautiful universe full of all these incredible wonder out there and you're choosing just to fucking present yourself dressed in some fucking, like barely affordable clothes for most people and because you're so Mm. fucking self-righteous and smug and like egotistical. That's just, you what you want validation for. It's so so obvious what you're doing Mm. and it's so cheap and nasty Mm. and it's it's a particular frequency but I can see why people because it's an easy frequency. The mm. thing is with Peggy Katie Hopkins, like there's no nuance there. It's like you can jump on her frequency and you can be like, oh yeah, yeah, mm. it's easy. Like you just, <laughs> she carries you along. You're like, oh, mm. I'm angry now. Oh yeah, <laughs> she's right about that. Mm. And you're like, you don't, there's no no thought that goes, you don't have to think deeper yeah, than what yeah, she's yeah. saying. You're like, she just carries you along. She finds that anger or that hostility that you have. And she's like, okay, I'll put you there. And mm. I'll let you drift along on that. Mm. And you're you're on this lazy river of your own anger and you just mm. thought she's the one that's causing that momentum to like, mm. to drift you along on it. And it's mm. that and, and and this is the problem with with us these days is that there's, there's no nuance left in, in anything. So it's like everything you have these frequencies, you you jump on them and, and then you just get carried along. Mm. And it's like that with most stuff I see on social media. Mm. It's like, it, it is interesting. It's all these I like I like your analogy of the, the lazy rivers. It's just all these different lazy rivers that yeah. and especially with the the whole way these these, these platforms are set, like that, you, you you know, you're literally scrolling, scrolling mm. down the mm. lazy river, and yeah. off off you go. See you later. You know, it's and and you, you know, just let's look out the window. Let's let's yeah. um, I don't know what something that so, sometimes um, I catch myself thinking is, well, it's like I I I've wasted so many hours on social media, so many hours doing nothing. And, and, and sometimes I catch myself just like, what if, you know, what, what, what potential do I have as, as an individual if I just made use of all of my time? Yeah. You know, like, what, you, you know, you could, you, all of those hours, what if I'd spent them juggling and learning Spanish and creating really interesting... Or just, or just con- being still. Or just, or just, yeah, just like not doing something, but just being in your own head, mm. meditating or just being still. Mm. I put you down in front, half an hour in front of your social media and then I, you have a half an hour walk. And there's two universes you come together at the end of those those, those moments and you, you tell me which one you, you feel more mm. enriched by. Never have I, never um, have I spent time scrolling on social media and, 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 and stopped and thought, oh yeah. No. Oh, that was great. No. That was, I feel really good now. Like no. n- not, not once, not once. And, and it's amazing how, you know, we, we've been on these... Uh, together we, we've been on these, these these weekends away where we'll be just log off of social yeah, media yeah um just and it's sitting it, on it sitting in a wheelbarrow just sitting in a yeah. wheelbarrow drinking yeah. lemonade and yeah. it, it's amazing how how long and full and rich a day can feel when you when you when you just log off yeah and when you when you put the watch down you put the phone down and you just you just kind of allow yourself to to to, mm. to just to be yeah, it's incredible, uh, and and that's that's uh, I suppose that's my struggle with because you're going back saying the struggle being social being doing what we do, and almost having this love hate relationship with it because on one hand I love creating I love mm. making stuff and I love our job and I love doing what we do. 
But on the other hand, I, I really see it for what it is and I really understand what it is and why the need for it. But I, I, I look at what you guys do and I do see it, uh, you know, as an art form. You know, what you, the, the stuff that you create is amazing. You're not just... I don't know. You you don't you don't kind of jump on board trends. No. You you you're kind of creating content that that you um that you love and it, and it, and it and it it's storytelling. So I don't I don't put you guys in the kind of in the you know even 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 with you know Hannah's very active on Instagram and even mm. even she's not. I don't see her jumping in on all the trends and mm. jumping into different outfits and and doing all that nonsense. It's um. Yeah, she 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 actively hates it as much as I do, and I think because you know scrolling through reels, maybe because the algorithm has just picked up that some wrong stuff for me, but I just feel it just it just fills me with with the worst type. I'm very acutely aware of what's going on in my brain as I'm doing it, mm. almost objectively, and it's not doing anything good for me. No. It's it's making me feel worse. It's making me feel angry. Mm. It's making me feel. It literally makes me feel angry. Well, yeah, it's like it's like a it's like a scratch that you just cannot itch. You're you're scrolling, mm. and it's mm. like it's like a. You're, you have the sense that you're searching for something that you're, you're never yeah, given. You're, yeah. you're, you're, it's like you, you, you keep biting into uh, an imaginary burger. You're, you're yeah. never, you're never satisfied and, and, and you can, you can never, you can never grasp it in, until you put it down and uh, yeah. yeah, you kind of come out of that vortex and realize that, fuck, where have I been? Yeah. Yeah. But this what? is, this is, this is my, another thing that annoys me is people's inability to see through it. Like people, people don't, people, I, I just think a lot of these people, I see these narcissists on, on, on reels. There's, there's this, oh God, the songs that they put on this one at the moment and they just like, it goes into slow motion and they just start, mm. oh, it's a horrible, horrible. The re reels is but, basically. But like, it has like 400,000 views, 500,000 views. I'm like, where, what are these people doing? Yeah. Why are they, or like, they're just so popular. And I'm like, how I think mm. I think it's just I was saying to Hannah the other day I was like it's just the first sign that like I'm just getting too old. Does it does world. does it irritate? Does it anger you or, or or does it trouble you that you make um that you know you you can make incredible content, thoughtful content, artistic, well produced content, and then that you get some twat that just jumps into an outfit and gets um, well, ten times I, as many views. I think I said to you before it's like you're always you know you could have the chef who loved making food but most people are going to want to eat a burger. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Most people just want something simple mm -hmm. and easy. Most mm -hmm. people want, you know, you could even have a burger shop where you have these beautiful ornate burgers you spend ages making, you passionately make. People still rather eat McDonald's. Mm. Just where they want to go. They're familiar with it. It's easy. They know what they're getting. It's like, it's like, it's like where people, this used to annoy me a lot of the time about music. I was always into house music and into like dance music. And I liked it because I was always hearing new shit. Like mm. it had such a churn of new stuff coming through all the time. And whenever I'd be in a club with classics playing, I'd be so familiar with the song. I'd know every, like, because oh, I've heard it so many times, it wouldn't, I'd just be so bored. I'd mm. be like, this is so boring So I've heard this song. I've heard this fucking ABBA song, this Michael Jackson song, a billion times. I can't get excited about it. What really makes me excited is this new house song, which is building up to some crazy drop that I've never heard. It's put mm. me, it's made me, you know, it just neurologically I'm much more stimulated by that mm -hmm. I'm not stimulated by familiar but mm. I think familiar is the path of least resistance so people like familiar mm. people like the fact that McDonald's uh, um, uh, 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 Big Mac tastes the same in every mm. single McDonald's across the world people mm. like that they're not going to go in and and taste anything new people like listening to the classic songs like a band will be like we're going to play some of our new stuff people booing yeah, oh, yeah, I want yeah, the classic yeah. stuff I know I love it's mm. like it's like people want the familiar people want the stuff that's not going to make them swim upstream. They want to be on that lazy mm. river that just carries them because mm. it's easy. They don't want to like, yeah. And this is this. Yeah. So this is why I found really, you know, I can't listen to a, a, 
albums more than a couple of times. I think mm. Pearl Jam 10 is probably one of the only albums I can. Mm. But, uh, but, and that's only because it's nostalgic. It reminds me of being a kid. But most stuff I just can't hear more than a few times because I'm just, I'm just get so innately bored. And the same with our videos. Like I can't watch our videos back because I'm just like, ah, oh. it's like I've seen it. It's, it needs, it's not giving me anything new. It's not, there's nothing exciting there for me anymore because mm. I produced it and I made it. So I've mm. kind of, I know where it was coming from. So yeah, mm. I, um, I, I, I do get frustrated by that. I do get frustrated by, by, I suppose, but I can't be frustrated by something that people have no control of. People just want the easy option, and I get that. But it does annoy me sometimes. It's like people are not receptive to anything new. It's it, it's frustrating. It's a frustrating part I find of the the human condition when everyone seems so comfortable, or or, or that's what they seek. They they, mm. they they seek that comfort, that consistency, and mm. when it comes back to that. You know, to, to be honest, I'm, I'm, I'm sure I do that too, but I'm also terrified by the idea of, of staying in the same gear. Mm. Um, you know, I spent, I spend so much of my time stressed out at the amount of stuff I've got to do and, and the things I've committed to and, and, and the responsibilities I've got and the deadlines coming up and the, the logistics I need to sort out. But the, the, you know, I spend, that, that's always in the pursuit of, of, of chasing something bigger and more it's like mm. this this ravenous appetite to to just do the next thing yeah because you know as much as that frustrates me the moment i have a day of calm i'm terrified by that mm. and i and and that 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 kind of gives me anxiety because i feel like i need to and and then i and then i and then uh, within no time I'm, I'm picking up the ball again and 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 yeah and but this and, i think in a way this circles right back to to jiu-jitsu because we need to be uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. We just do, we just need to be uncomfortable. We get we we you my, one of my river dippers. We're in a little group mm. called the, the Little Dippers, and we go in the winter. We'd go twice a week. Now it's once or twice a week to a river, stand in a river, and we're just very uncomfortable yeah. for about ten minutes before yeah. we get out. And we're really uncomfortable when we get out because we're still freezing. But what's and 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 sometimes we're, we're literally under i remember you saying the other day in a, a jiu-jitsu in no other situation what was you saying but no other situation would you ever be put your put, sweaty balls in someone's face yeah or have <laughs> them or be crushed between a, a, a burly man's thighs <laughs> yeah um you know in no, no other situation other than in a jiu-jitsu environment could you see this huge sweaty man come towards you and then just roll around with him as mm. his sweat's literally dripping in your mouth Never would you ever, ever be in that situation mm. other than that environment. But but being in those, being crushed under those people, mm. being having your arm twisted behind your back and being strangled until you have to tap and being standing in an ice cold river, it's so important for us to do that. Mm -hmm. And if we don't do that, we get so down and depressed mm. because we mm. just need to be uncomfortable. We need to be in difficult situations. Mm. And we need, because we've built this life of comfort. Mm -hmm. We've built a life of, of such like deliveroos and, mm. you know, comfy sofas mm. and like, you know, uh, and, and filtered water and all this kind of luxury that we've mm. built over the, mm. the over these years that we've just it's happened so rapidly mm. that we've not caught up to that and now and, we, no sorry no no I was, I was, and i mean that's the, the the one of the magical things about um well both jujitsu and and the and the, the the cold water the stuff that we do is that so much of the so many of the the the, the skills and the life lesson well they are life lessons it translates into your into your daily life and it makes you so much better at dealing with mm. the discomforts of 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 life you know if you want to to live a life where you progress and you you put yourself 
um, to the test and you want to grow, that's 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 not going to be easy. Mm. It's not going to be easy, and there 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 will be there will be challenges. And what jujitsu teaches you is, you know, so much of it is so analogous to to, to life. You you get used to being in comfortable uh, in uncomfortable situations, but you you become you become okay with being there and you gain confidence in your ability to 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 take yourself out of them mm-hmm. and the same with the 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 cold water dips it's fucking horrible when you get in there in the middle in mm. in the winter it's so difficult yet when you 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 when you persist you develop that confidence that you can deal with it that mm. you can sit in that uncomfortable feeling and 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 move through it and there's so many situations that I now have in, in, in my life where I think about those situations. I think about being in the river and I think about jujitsu and, 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 and it, it empowers me because I know that whatever, whatever the, the, the professional or personal difficulty that I'm going through is I, I, I've trained my mind to be in an uncomfortable situation and to be okay with that. Mm. And that you could, that you can, that you can move through it. Mm. The other thing that the cold water does for me, changing, changing track here a little bit is that, and I, and we've so, spoken about this before is that I've been, I've always been someone that needed physical exercise. Mm-hmm. I'd always, I'd, I'd always, I'd always, it was, it was the remedy to my uh, neuroses and stresses you know mm-hmm. i i i've 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 always exercised and I, and I found that vigorous exercise was was always you know really putting your body to work was always the tool that i had to 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 rebalance myself and to find my equilibrium equilibrium and and um yeah to to, yeah. to become balanced and i i didn't i didn't have any other tool to 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 do that mm. for the longest time other than really hard exercise and in a way that concerned me because i was like well what if i'm injured what Mm. about when i get old what am i gonna what am i gonna how what am i gonna what am i gonna do then am i just gonna be Mm. miserable and then and i didn't realize that this would be the case when we started doing our cold water stuff but Mm. one of the 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 benefits of the cold water is i think that when you put your body through that stress of the cold water it's i think i think i think in the within the body and 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 mind and, and soul there's it's like it's a it's a closed system. So when you, if you're feeling stressed out and anxious, when you physically exercise, you are ex, you're ex exercising that stress. Mm. That's, 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 that, what is that leaves your body? Is it, is it leaves your body? It can't be in your mind. It's all part yeah, of the same. That's a good way to put it. And, 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 and I found that the, the cold water swimming again, that the, the stress and hardship that you put your body through, it, 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 it it's the same stress that was in your mind and it's mm. come, come out through your mm. body. Mm. It's, it's, yeah, it's been incredible. Yeah. I mean, there's an old sort of almost trite analogy uh, where they say like when you're getting a tattoo, like the pain is just the weakness leaving the body. Mm-hmm. And it actually like, it does sound a bit yeah. naff, but it actually yeah, yeah, helps yeah, yeah. when you're getting a tattoo. It's like, yeah, it's right. Like yeah, I've, I've never got, thought about that. It's just, that's what it is. It's kind of, it's, it's, it's way of escaping. Yeah. Um, it made a fundamental difference to my life, just getting in that cold water, mm. especially over, you know, I did it the day after losing dad. Um, and I was really fascinated by what difference that would make getting in the cold water. And I got in 
broken man and i got mm. out like chatting away laughing joking i was like god it's really balanced really mm. fun fair enough it came it kicked me kicked back in like in a few hours later mm. but still when i got out i was fascinated by mm. it because what a good test for it to see like so all of this kind of speculation about how good it is for you um i i don't think there's any been any much concrete evidence of what it does um, no. for us i think the science of it is quite young isn't yeah, it? yeah exactly so i um i was so i was fascinated to give it that test i was like well i'm i'm never going to be in this well, ho- well hopefully be in this situation only a couple of times in my life mm. it's a horrible place to be we'll see what the cold water does see what it's see, see how mm. it helps with with being bereaved mm. and actually getting out I, I was so amazed at like the difference it made mentally mm. like how much i was more in control of it it's interesting isn't it because when when i think we started doing the cold water about the same same yeah, time, he, right? he died January. We started in um, November, I think it yeah. was. Yeah. So back in November, I remember in my mind, I was like, oh, what a refreshing day, way to start the day, yeah, like yeah. splashing water on your face. And yeah. it's, it's been so much more than that. Mm. It's been mm. so much more than that. The frustrating thing for me now is that when the weather's warmer and the, the, the river's warmer, it's kind of mm. annoying. I, like, I liked it when it was like sleet and snow outside yeah. and cold and dark and I'd leave the house and it'd be pitch black and freezing cold. Yeah. And Hannah'd be like, you're mad doing this. And mm. I'd be like, yeah, you're right. I fucking am, but I love it so mm. much. I can't get enough of it. It's, uh, it's yeah, it's it's such a weird thing. And I think as well, just being in there with you guys, like there's a you know, little group of us now. Mm. We go down there, we're, sort of, we're all suffering together, mm. you know? And uh, that's that's quite nice. It's mm. just, um, it's something I would have never got to do in London as well. Going to stand in the Thames would never be an option. Mm. <laughs> You'd come out with an extra limb. Mm. So, yeah, we've uh, become a little team, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. We've got this little team and it's just, yeah, it's great. I, I, I really like it. And a good thing about Hannah, she's kind of lets me do it. You know, it's difficult mm. in a family dynamic to find time for stuff, you know, mm-hmm. you always sort of, hustling to get you an hour here, mm. an hour there. You, <laughs> so, you guys have got your balance down with that though. You seem, you seem I to- I mean, we had a of... massive argument this morning about Oh, did you? It. Yeah, we did because uh, I had lots of work to do and she was taking the kid, uh, uh, Rufus, out um, to Babington and I was like, oh, it's all right for you taking him to Babington. I've got this work to do. She's like, well, I need a couple of hours off. Oh, a couple of hours off after you go to Babington, eat some bloody salmon. You know, a couple of hours off after that. Is that going to be strenuous, is it? <laughs> and then it just, just went into it. I, like I said, I try and fly under the radar, but this morning yeah. I, I didn't Ooh. do a very good job Ooh. of that. Yeah, so. You definitely were no chameleon then. No, were, I wasn't, mate. So um, Peacock. Yeah, <laughs> I was peacocking all over the place. But uh, no, I, um, yeah, so that's, that is, we, we, we are quite good. We, I think she's realised over the recent months uh, how important it is to have because when I first met her, she wasn't really into fitness that much. She did a oh, really? bit of running, but never really into fitness. She was one of those, you know, people who could just eat eclairs 24-7. And, and, just, and I was always just, jealous. She'd always yeah. like eat whatever she wanted and always be teeny. And I'd be like, bitch. Mm. But, uh, um, but then when she got old, she never could understand why I was always into my CrossFit. And then I think she started doing her tonic in, in Bath and she mm. realized, shit, the endorphins I'm getting for this are mm. crazy. Especially with the pressures of kids and stuff like that. Just to have that, um, that... It's the same thing, man. Like it's the same thing. The cold water is the same. Th- the same kind of hit you get from a good workout. Mm. You know, when you leave the gym and you're like, "Fuck, I killed myself." It's the is, same thing with a. Isn't it crazy that there's people out there that you that 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 d- discover dr- you know drugs and sex and mm. all the, the like the other other uh, you know sex isn't a, a bad thing, <laughs> but but you know you like to like the the the, the you know. To the extremes, you know, sex and yeah. drugs and, yeah. and, 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 uh, is there, is there, is there a fix outside of themselves? I'm so grateful that mm. mine was jujitsu and, and, um, and cold water and, and exercise. And you just yeah. got lucky really, haven't you? That's, that's the thing that helps you mm. in a way. And same, you know, same with fitness. It's like, it's just, that's what helps me mm. beyond everything else. I didn't want to go down any other road mm. and fitness was the only thing that really, 
got me through these slumps. Mm. Or even an antidepressants, you know, like I talked of extremes of, you know, cocaine and heroin, mm. but like mm. even just people that just antidepressants. I think, I think if people were educated more as to the, the benefits of, of just exercise like I, there are, and it's not just, Oh, I've got a six pack. It's like, no, no, it's so much richer than I that. I do think there are situations obviously where that's the only option. I do think like people have tried other things and, yeah. and medication is the only option. But I like, I would agree with you and say that before that road is taken, try, if you can try exercise. Like yeah. it, I, I just had a situation when I was younger and I had some antidepressants that I got before I was doing any fitness. And um, I had the prescription and I was about to take them. And one of my friends just said, just, just do me a favor, man. Just go for a few runs before you take them. Because mm. if you're feeling down and you're about to pop one, just go out for a um, run for a mile mm. and then have one after the run. Running is incredible. And so I do that every time I'd be like about to have one. I'd be like, mm. okay, I'm just going to put my trainers on. I'm go for a quick run. Then I'll have one when I get back. And I go for a run and I wouldn't need it. And I'd be like, shit, there's, a, there's something here. Mm. And then what really pushed me over the edge was, I suppose it was an ego thing. I remember meeting one of my exes in a club. And I, I sort of just, I said hello to him because we was a bit of a crossover and I had no issue with him. I didn't like her, but I had no issue with him. And I sort of said, hi, by the way, I'm Steph. Just sort of wanted to be nice. I didn't want, I don't, I hate those guys who are like, you bloody dickhead. You mm. know, not one of those guys at all. So like, I just said, hi, how you doing? I'm Steph. Um, and he was massive, oh, right. huge arms. And I was like, and I had these peen little arms. Mm. Did my like, did my little run, like probably like once yeah. or twice a week. I was like, fuck this. Mm. And I just got super into fitness. And then mm. I, then that kind of showed me actually, yeah, this is, this is the answer. This is the answer, man. Beyond everything else, beyond drugs, beyond mm. um, whatever it was, girls and whatever other things I was interested in. It was just like, I need to train. And mm. just all I need to do is just train, train, train. And mm. um, yeah. And that's what like, even yesterday, went to the gym for an hour, did jujitsu for an hour, get into bed after that broken. I'm like, I love being broken. Just loving my body's like fuck that. Yeah, when your body's like fuck you. Yeah, I love, yeah. I love. Or when you go for a massive hike and you just sit down, you're like, yeah, I mm. love that feeling mm. of just being like, oh, I'm destroyed. Mm. I mean, it's incredible the, the 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 way again, counting my blessings. You know, I I consider my 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 body to be the most incredible tool that I'll ever own. Mm. Mm. You know, it's in, it's this incredible incredible tool that yeah. can that can do so many things, and some people. The way that, that that people, so many people mistreat their body. This is what my conflict about this is. It's like, I don't care. I genuinely don't care how big somebody is. It just mm. doesn't bother me. Mm. It doesn't, if you're happy being big, mm. good on you. I mean, that's Fine. the big thing, yeah. Yeah, like, but, at the, uh, but, but what annoys me is that everybody acts like they really care about everybody else's weight. Whereas I don't care if you're fat. <laughs> I don't care if you're skinny. I don't mm. care if you're tall or short. I don't give a shit what mm. weight you are. I don't, you know, it does, I'm not going to lose sleep over any, uh, any of that stuff. What, what I care about, like is what I do care about is your mental health mm. and how, if, and how happy you are. You know, I just want, I want you to be happy. Fuck it, mm. man. Whatever size, whatever, whatever you are, just try and do it with a smile on your face. Do it with a smile on your face. Exactly, man. And be open-minded and be happy. And that's all, that's all. But then again, you know, if you're not, and you want my advice, then I'd say, you know, don't rule out antidepressants, but at the same time, try other things before you do that. Mm. Because, you know, I've, I've had them or I've not taken them, but I've, I've had the prescribed. My sister's had them. They worked really well for her while she, you know, going through a rough patch. So I can see the benefits of them. But uh, again, I think the harder option, but the more effective option is training. Mm. And I, I, I know that's probably not the right 
mindset to have, but it's just my opinion. And I don't know, that's just the way I see things. But again, it's not the right opinion. It's just my spectrum of thought mm. on things that, mm. you know, isn't right or isn't wrong. It's just the way, the way, yeah. Yeah, it's the kind of the, the gutless version. <laughs> the, the man Remember, just... there, there is no right and wrong. Yeah. There is no objective truth. Yeah. There is. Yeah. Um... Yeah. But, but, but um, no, it's, it's, it's difficult, man, because like I said, some people just aren't wired up that way. You know, some people just don't, training for them, they fucking hate it. Mm. I suppose everyone does. I, I don't think I ever go to train and do my legs and do squats and think, oh, I love this. It's a, it's it's a, a lovely feeling. It, it, I fucking hate it, it, every minute of it. It's, it's a, it is a funny one, isn't it? You, you, you put yourself in, 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 in uh, painful situations. Mm. And it's funny though, isn't it? But you get to the end of a workout and you're like, oh yeah. Yeah. Like what kind of masochistic weirdo are you? Yeah. 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 It's, um, yeah. I reckon, uh, I don't know. I reckon I'm going to keep doing it until I'm an old man, hopefully, and just change it, do yoga maybe. And we'll be red like belts that. and jujitsu, 90 years old. You have to be doing jujitsu black belt for, for 18 years, I think, if we can even get close to a red belt. If you're black belt we got that. Years. We got that many years in us. I, I don't know. We'll be quite, we'll be a bit older, but. I don't know. I'm, I'm planning to go around 70-ish. Is that it? You got, you got, you, you didn't. <laughs> yeah, I think 70 is a good, like, for, for me, I'm like, I'm done. I always, I'm always the guy who like leaving the parties nice and early. You know mm, what I mean? I like, if, mm, if the party's mm. even good, I'm like, I just yeah. like going out. Don't be the one that sat there shitting his pants and throwing up on himself. Yeah, you'll get, you'll just, get out before then. Yeah, I'm, guys. my dad always said he was like, I'd rather be a, a living dog than a dead lion. And I'm always like, no, I'd rather be the dead lion. Mm. I'm not that scared of like, I mean, I say that I'm not scared of death, but you give me like a, some sort of, tell me now I've got some horrible, like, you know, three months to live. I'll, I'll, I'll be petrified. I'll be mm. crying. I'll be in a ball. Mm. But I, uh, yeah, I do. I, I like to think that I'm like, yeah, it doesn't really bother me. I'm all going to die. I'm not that scared, but I probably am really secretly. But, uh, I, you know, I do think 70, but then when I get to 70, I'll be like, what? Well, I'll be, I feel like I'm Yeah, young. you might be a stud. I'll be like, what the hell, man? You're, 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 years to go. You would have just got your red belt. You'll yeah. be supple as ever. Yeah. You'll be good to go. Yeah. <laughs> right, man, we have talked for one hour and 40 bloody minutes. You serious? Yeah. We've got so much more to talk about. I know. Oh, we'll do another podcast, mate. All right. Thank you very much for listening to JC Babes and me. We've uh, loved talking about all sorts, jujitsu, cold water, the universe, all sorts of stuff we don't really understand, but pretend we do. Thanks, Steph. Thanks, mate. That fun. was super fun. Cheers, JC. Follow you on uh, at Mr. Super Pirates. Yeah, if you Super Pirates it, you'll find, you'll find us. Super Pirates. Go and say hello to JC. Thanks, guys. Cheers, guys. <laughs>